so bomb. I had an edible. I didn't know that I had an edible. And, um, oh boy. Oh, oh, oh. Listen, YouTube, Facebook, y'all can't hear this. If you want to hear the song, you got to head over to iTunes, Spotify, Anchor. Uh, you can hear the song that we're going with. It's a doozy. Yeah, yeah. Gonna be a good one. Yo, yo. Mike, Mike, check, Mike, check, Mike, check. Mike, 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 Mike. My mic sounds nice. Yo. The lyrics. It's Kasabian. Kasabian Lavo. What's going on, beautiful people? My name's Kasabian Lavo, and I'm gonna figure out how to get uh my uh clapping on like the main for everybody to hear. I got to figure that out. All right, let me tell you something. You ever forget? I forgot. Completely forgot. So my wife had an edible, and um, she didn't like it because it was, uh, it, it's it's a low dosage, but it's a lot of chocolate. So instead of it being like a nice small bite-sized piece, it's a pretty big piece. But again, it's supposed to be, you know, X amount of, of, of a dose. Okay. I ate it. It's delicious white chocolate. It was white and and um no, it wasn't no macadamia nuts. I don't know why those macadamia nuts. No, it's just white chocolate. Just white chocolate. It was a cube or uh, a square of this white chocolate. This white chocolate. And and I ate the chocolate. And I said, "Wow, this is a really dense chocolate. It's really dense. Like I'm eating this dense chocolate." And I'm like, "Wow." What a dense chocolate, so rich and delicious. And yum, yum. Ah, oh, this is so good. Yum, yum, yum. Oh, man, it's so good. Hey, I got to make chili. I start making chili. Oh, I got to play the game. I want to get high. So I smoked. Stick with me. I smoked. And I just got a new tip for that stupid seahorse. And I smoked again. Like, and just kept smoking until I got high. I was like, all right, I'm high. And I'm sitting on the couch. And then all of a sudden, my whole life just stops for like a little bit. It goes, And I was like, oh, my God. What the fuck is wrong with me? Mandy's looking at me. She's like, oh, my God. What's the matter with you? And I was like, wait. (laughs) What is in this weed, yo? I am fucking high. I completely forgot that I had that damn dense ass piece of lying fucking marijuana chocolate. So I am having a marijuana overdose at this moment and I'm sweating profusely. And it's so fucking gross. That fucking chocolate. My whole body went. And I was like radiating. I'm like, what the fuck? I couldn't move. Everything was slow. She's like, turn the light off. I was like, okay. <laughs> Yo, I got up. My head was light as shit. It was like light but heavy. I was like, I'm floating. But I'm so heavy. Ooh. Lights off. Sit my ass down. 
and it hit me again. Yo, oh, everything. All right, so I'm high and I'm having a marijuana overdose, and I'm good though. Um, Lori Hart. Oh no, wait. Before I start, before I start, Ed Bochincha, head over to klavo.com. The Corona Survivor hoodies will be available Friday, and the friend of a Corona Survivor hoodies will also be available Friday. I was gonna wear one tonight, but because the show's about cocaine and about the '80s and, and Miami and and all types of craziness. I had to wear a hot pink shirt. It actually says Miami on it. Um, and, you know, I had to wear the Cubans. It's a theme. We got a theme going. Uh, head over to klabo.com so, to support the show. You can hit the donate button. Um, you can hit the cash app. It's right here on the screen. Um, it, it's it's free to share, to repost it. It's free to like. It's free to sub. And that's what we really want. So that all we ask you to do is share and tell somebody about the show. Um, and go listen to the music. You know, stream the music if you like it. Download it. Pay for it. You know what I'm saying? We're not asking for nothing for free. That's why we're going to sell these hoodies. Um, head over to popple.co. Wait. Uh. And I know you're saying, Sabian, what's what's Popple, Sabian? And I'm going to say, okay, let me explain Popple. Popple is a, is a chip. It's a chip. Okay? You're in line. You're at Subway. Hey, let me get a Frappuccino Latte Vente chocolate and somebody goes oh man i totally want to buy a house excuse me i heard you say you totally want to buy a house hi my name's Xavier. um is that an iphone here tap me and it popple me and they're gonna go oh my god what's that and they open it and they're gonna go wow what's going on in my phone and boom oh that's you wow you <laughs> you sell that says i'm kind of a big deal <laughs> they're gonna, oh wow so you sell real estate that's awesome Thank you. Now I have all your information and I can call you and text you and go on your pages and see all the information that you have for me. It's a digital business card. Like, what else could you ask for in a post-corona world? What what else could you ask for in, in a world that's evolving, right? Like, we're, we're not going to keep handing out business cards. Like, it's going to get to the point where business cards aren't even going to be acceptable. So you might as well drive in a wave. And you better start popping people and head over to popple.co. And you know what? Let me save you some money. Go to popple.co, put in Xavier Lavo at checkout. And you know what that's going to do? That's going to give you 20% off. And you know why they're going to give you 20% off? Because Big Sabo sent you, and Big Sabo likes to save you the big bucks. Big Sabo saves you big bucks. Don't you forget it. Popple.co, Xavier Lavo at checkout. Save you some bucks. Yeah. Was that good? I think that's what I'm going to try uh, from now on. So let me know in the comments below. Smash the like button was something I told myself I would never say. Can you smash the like button? And again, like if you're watching, put a slot machine in the chat. Uh, share the show. If you're in a group, can you put it in one of your groups? I'm going to ask people to do that too. And we're going to take phone calls after I get my little monologues off. Because I kind of like the phone call thing. We just got to get like a decent little uh, like rhythm to it so once we figure that out then we'll um we'll definitely see what it is because I, I feel like the phone calls is a different show just being honest i don't think the the phone calls and that that whole thing that we did was the kasabian lavo show you know what i'm saying so man so much so much is happening trump got impeached what a guy right the first president to be impeached twice Boom, mind blown. Way to go. Um, it's just not looking good for the guy. 
Uh, I, we lost. Uh, I asked for, for peace. Give Biden a chance. I'm not going to tell you to not give him a chance. I think we all have the same goal in mind. Um, and that's what I hope for. And, um, I advise, you know, from me to you, don't ever go into these situations, um, you know, feeling negative, like let, let's, let's have a positive outlook and, and we'll hope for the best and hope that, um, you know, we move forward in whatever it is that we're trying to accomplish as a, as a community now, because, uh, it's like, yo, you can't really do anything if everybody's always arguing and fighting. Like, it's just so fucking pathetic. Like it, it's, it just, you get over it and then you're wondering why, and it's all for not when some shit like that goes down and you have to be, you know, bear witness to what you supported. And now you look like a jackass cause you support these morons rushing the building. Like, come on, dog, you got me looking crazy, yo. And I got to eat that. But um, no, I do not support Biden in no way. I'll respect him, and I hope he does the best for everybody. And 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 let's just hope for, uh, you know, for a good uh, a good twenty twenty one. You know what I mean, um, still ridiculous that that's even a thing. Three twice, yo. My bad. I got mad text. So full of shit, mad text. These are all bills. <sighs> Lori Harvey is like talking to town right now because she is living her best life. Like you can't even you can't even compare. But I'm I'm very astonished at the fact that so many men have an opinion on her based on what five relationships or six, whatever it is. Um relationships at a caliber that many uh people won't ever Shit, you won't be a part of that. That there's a ninety nine point nine 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 point eight percent chance that you'll never speak to this person, unless you're like in hospitality. Just being honest, being honest. So when people get upset that she's dated a couple dudes that are you know famous and successful, good on her, dude. That I mean, who's gonna tell you no? Like, go ahead, do what you got to do. Um. She's not messy. I've never seen a dirty like uh post about a text or arguing and fighting on on Instagram and Twitter and all that shit. Like, psh, bro, A plus in my book. I don't, I don't. Excuse me. I don't see how anybody can hate on that. She's the goat. What else could you ask for, right? Like, she comes through, does her thing, has a relationship. When it's over, she moves on. You know, she don't start no shit. She don't even make it obvious. She just does her thing, and and you gotta you gotta respect that in a big way. That's very very impressive. It really is. Ooh, sorry about that. <clears throat> and um, excuse me. What was the other topic? I can't even remember what uh the two topics were because I was just more excited today to get people to talk. I really wanted to just have people talking. Oh, that's right. So the war on drugs, I've wanted to have this conversation. And now that we can take phone calls, I am super excited to have this talk and I hope I can get people on. But Netflix just released the documentary. I think it was called Crack. I'm not even sure, but it was dope. And it had uh, the doctor that was just on Joe Rogan. So that was dope to see him. I was like, oh, shit, recognition. Here we go. Like I was geeked. I was like, yo, I know, son, he's dope. Like I heard him and he's, he's talking. He's a very intelligent person. Very intelligent person and very hands-on. But um, the documentary was dope. It shows a lot of parts of, of, of what happened in the in the 80s and 90s with, you know, the whole crack pandemic and epidemic and, and fucking plague. Um, it showed 
the you know from the dope boys perspective it showed from the user's perspective it showed from the police perspective you know that was a weird time it was a really weird time and a lot of people that went through that you see we moved to vegas in the 90s and then went back to new york so we were back and forth for a while so i didn't really get to experience the west coast in the 90s as much well it was split in half so i kind of lived on both coasts watching everything unfold and it's interesting to watch how you know new york went from neighborhoods to color gangs to you know as opposed to the color gang system that there is on the west coast and and the whole uh it's a, it's a whole governing body of, of how things operate in the streets out here as opposed to new york versus blocks well it was you know at the time and that was there was things going on but not not the way it is now that's a whole different place i couldn't even tell you about it might as well stop talking about it um when when those drugs were introduced, a lot of people saw opportunity because it was so easy to make money. Being a drug dealer isn't hard. You just have to do it. Like, I'm not promoting it. I'm just saying you just have to do it. Just being there, you're going to make money. Somebody's always looking for it. I've always said if I didn't do it, somebody else was going to do it. So I was always, so I was the one. I'd be there bright and early, making my money, doing my thing. And, and it's not hard. Um don't step on your shit so people don't come and, and start going to other people. Don't start no bochin shit and, and, you know, keep everybody happy. And you should be good. A couple of things happen. You might have to fight a couple of people. Shit like that goes off. Whatever. Try to keep it peaceful. Right? Take care of everybody. Give back to the neighborhood because you are destroying the neighborhood. So you got to be nice and you got to do things and, you know, pay pay somebody's rent. Um, help some people with food. Get the kids ice creams and shit when the trucks are out there. We did all that, that shit. Like, that was for real. Um... You you wouldn't even think that it was a bad thing what we were doing, right? Like, we didn't see it as a bad thing. Like I said, if we didn't do it, somebody else would, right? So to hear the punishments that you could get for being a drug dealer, just um, being in possession of the drug, just being a user of the drug, like, the laws were so skewed to crack. And honestly, with no, there was no base behind any of it. It, it it hit the way it hit because it was so addictive because of the the power and potency of it um you know it took over people people lost their entire lives to this drug and they chased the high like it's a drug that and I, I'm, I'm speaking from what i've heard i've never done crack so i can't describe what crack's like but um it's a really good documentary not only would i say uh watch it but you know the the war on drugs to me it, it affects us a lot more than than people realize uh one of the biggest issues that i see with the war on drugs and that i've always seen with the war on drugs was that uh the numbers don't go away and you develop a a, a psyche of people that are now deemed as felons forever like we we have the worst <clears throat> we have the worst prison system that you could imagine you know, we right now is probably the scariest time to be in jail because technology is moving so fast that one year in jail will leave you almost oblivious to what's going on. Technology is moving so quick that we're hindering people and we're not doing anything to help them by just locking them up in a the cage. There's there's no rehabilitation. It's a broken system. I was just watching a, a, another documentary about a jail in Greenland. And it was a beautiful place that was peaceful, calm, and and uh, yeah, you know the they the prisoners got to walk around freely. They had kitchens that take care of themselves. They had to be self sufficient. Um, it was a humane jail, is what they called it. 
Uh, it was limited in size. I don't, they were still new, it was still growing, but there was no arguing, no pushing around. You know, a lot of psychologists will tell you that most of the people that you put in there aren't bad people. But again, now you're putting them in, you know, these small cells, dark, it's dingy, people are being assholes, they're being threatened all the time. If you remove all that and you provide a, you know, a stable environment, you'll have a stable person, right? So with our jail system being so broken, you know, we would need to have a huge overhaul. And, you know, you, you have to really care about the people. Like, I, th I think as an American, I see that we have very low standards for investing in Americans. For example, we should have better schooling because you would want smarter Americans, right? Like, if everybody's smart, we're all making money. Like, that's what we want. We want a, a whole country of smart people, not a country full of three smart people, right? We want to all have opportunities, and that would be by self-investing into our people because everybody that makes money pays taxes. That would grow uh, infrastructure, and that would make things a lot easier for a lot. Like, you want to help people in poverty? Have a free market where everybody's going to work because they all have a great education, and you'll see how things change because when people are busy and are able to give back, you see when you're able to give back and it doesn't affect your day-to-day, -day, things change, especially when you see your money going towards things that um, are, are working. Like if that jail in, in Greenland, or I hope it's Greenland. If it wasn't Greenland, it was Iceland. I, um, either way, it, first off, aesthetically beautiful. Everybody in there is just really nice and calm. All the prisoners, like four murderers walking around. They even have knives in their hand. And, uh, oh, wrong time. Wrong time. Um, they even have, you know, knives. Like they have access to cooking utensils where they can, um, you know, kill each other potentially. And they don't. They're just all having a good time. Like, hey, what's up? How are you? Good morning. Da, da, da. Like it's it's a beautiful thing to see. I think America needs to start looking at things like that. Um, we need to have a change. Uh, if if we don't, you know, it, you know, whatever happened to when you do the crime or if you do the time, you do the crime or whatever the fuck the saying is. Like okay, so then let bygones be bygones. Like after I'm done doing the time, then you can't bring the shit up anymore. Like why should that affect my entire life from here moving forward? Especially when it's crimes from when when you were a child. Like anything under eighteen that they hold over your head honestly doesn't make any sense. It really don't. And again, all you're doing is affecting society. You're affecting society because you're breaking happy homes. It's not a good thing. You're, I mean, and even if it ain't a happy home, it doesn't matter. You're removing the father. The war on drugs did a lot of that. People always forget to seem that the byproduct of the war on drugs was huge sentences in jail on top of huge sentences in these jails for, you know, tiny little infractions that were deemed infractions by people who had no idea why they were infractions. Either way, they entrapped them in these jail prison sentences of 20, 30, 40 years for these fucking for pathetic amounts of drugs, not even crazy amounts, very small amounts of drugs. And, and now you're removing a man out of the home. He's not there to raise his kids and and now those kids grow up without a father. They get into crime. They don't get into crime. They don't understand why it's so much harder for them to move forward. Like, bro, that shit is a horrible cycle. And they thought that they were fixing the country by, by punishing everyone. No, you didn't. What you made was a bunch of people need more government. Because now they need assistance because you took away the father. Yeah, he was selling drugs to take care of his family. Like, I don't get it. You're punishing somebody for being... It's a, for, for having ingenuity, for having some type of couth of waking up every day, you know, making sure their business was in order, no matter what the business was. Pharmacists do it all the time. We can have this argument if it's right or wrong. But nonetheless, this is a business person that is putting together their business plan, their ledger, this, that and the third. 
uh, moving just as a, a, a business that's brick and mortar that's doing something which you would consider legal and you punish them to the highest extent. These can be Fortune 500 folks. These can be people that run the biggest companies that you've ever seen. And the only reason they don't is because of, of geography. You know, that, that has a, a lot to do with it. I mean, it's, it's all luck. You'd be surprised. A lot of this shit is luck. Um, the war on drugs. Just say no. What an interesting time. Uh, that whole D.A.R.E. program, that whole idea of uh, teaching kids how bad drugs were, that shit didn't work. I never thought drugs was bad. I just always thought that people had, you know, their own concept of things. And, and, and since when was it a bad thing to do whatever you want in your home? Like... I thought we were allowed to do it. Like, this is a free country. Like, if I can't do what I want in my home, then what am I doing, right? Like, why are we doing that? I know I think I just had two calls and I hung up on them because I'm not ready to take calls. But if you're out there and you want to call in, <clears throat> this would be a good time. Um, You know, um, the, the issue with the issue with the whole war on drugs, which never made uh, sense anyway, because to say there's a war on drugs, you really attack the wrong part, right? Like you attack the middle of it. You should have attacked the root and where the problem was coming from, which was the importation of drugs. You know, America's habit is what keeps the whole drug system alive, which is a multi-billion dollar drug system. And it's us like all that shit comes here to America. You, you'd be really surprised at the vices that Americans have that, that could keep the, the most horrendous businesses around. And they attacked the wrong people. They took it out in the ghettos. They took it out on, on Puerto Ricans and blacks. They took it out on, on whoever was out there selling drugs. And quiet is kept. Every single gangster that you know about is a snitch. The only reason you even know stories of these guys is because one, they were caught, or two, they snitched. Almost every one. They all, they work for the government or they, come on, even Snowfall, Franklin was working with the government. He said, look, let's do this, this, and this, and, you know, keep me safe. That's just how it is. You only hear about the ones that talk to the police and get caught. You never hear about the ones that do it right and disappear. They do it the way they're supposed to do it. You know, it's, an ends to, it's a means to an end, not an ends to a means, right? It's like you sell drugs to get away from the shit. Like, you just need a boost to get the fuck on and go. You don't sell drugs to be a drug dealer forever. Nobody wants to be a fucking drug dealer forever. Like, that shit is stupid. Like, that's crazy. That hypervigilance of looking over your shoulder all the time and always being concerned as to who's watching you or what's going on, that drives people fucking crazy. Like, you can't do that shit all the time. It, it, it isn't worth the money, no matter how good it is. It's too much headache. You can take that same money and you can invest... $50,000 into a business that's a legit business and, and live off of that and make more money than that and be safe. The last thing you want is the police following you for some shit, you know, and always being on your head. I feel a little bit better. I feel a little bit better. As a matter of fact, I think I'm just going to come back on and take phone calls and we'll talk about these topics and see how it goes. Because I really don't want to mix the podcast with uh, with the topics of uh, of the stream. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm still trying to figure it out. But I think if I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to figure this out. Whoa, what's popping, Jay? That's, uh, that's Poppy50K. Follow him on OnlyFans. Check that boy out one time. 
Um, he's a gamer on OnlyFans, and and he talks about sexy gaming stuff. <laughs> Yo, oh, bro, hey, call in. Let's talk some shit. I don't want to end the stream and restart it. I want to end the podcast and keep the stream going. I want to see if I can get a, a decent little crowd in here. We'll get a couple people to call. I'm still sweating from that damn edible. That edible was so crazy. I'm going to end the podcast. And I'm going to keep the stream going so that I can take some calls. And uh, we're just going to have a party. See how this goes. So let me uh, bid adieu to the podcast, folks. Um, thank you for listening. My name is Xavier Lavo. Don't live in the past. Live in the moment. Be safe. Stay dangerous. Lavo loves you. Wow.